wanna be a bad man on road Then you pay the price Following dreams of fool's gold Then you pay the price Clutch something that you can't hold Then you pay the price You pay the price Then you pay the price If getting too big for your boots Then you pay the price Never man up and wanna tell the truth Then you pay the price Always coming up with an excuse Then you pay the price You pay the price Then you pay the price Heads or tails but we ain't gambling Pay the entrance with these ramblings Life's a bitch, rescue the damsel Not loose it and start lamping Get overgrown, start trampling The underdogs will make you pay the cost Hold you to ransom If you know you fronting, why you jumping? All I'm saying is know your worth and know your function so, as uh, some of you uh, may have caught on, uh, I did a dumb and uh, tried to pull a prank on Jason, and it backfired. Um, so, on a recent episode of Hot Magic, I thought it'd be funny if a dancing school run by Valentine come in me would maybe text Jason about, you know, going to learn some dance moves. Uh, little did I know that that place is apparently a complete scam because they've been spamming him, uh, which was not my intention. I, I had intended it to be one text message, uh, he blocks it, one email, he sends it to spam, and that's it. But instead, what happened was uh, they proceeded to use... Uh, every possible phone number they could, so every time he blocked them, they kept sending him spam. So, uh, as as penance for my stupidity, uh, I have to do this shit. Um, so, while this is uh, out of order, uh, I have to now cover the first talk in shop Amenia. If there's anything that you can learn from this is don't fuck with Jason because he will make you watch this shit. Now, this portion, because this will be a a two-parter, this portion is uh, my penance for using his phone number. There will be a part two to this. It's going to be something else, and I'm not going to spoil what it is. Uh, That'll be my penance for using his email. Uh, So... This is, uh, never let it be said that I, I don't make square with people, you know, and, and I don't own up to my mistakes. Uh, my, my prank, uh, wasn't as funny as I thought it would be, and, uh, uh, because of that, because I got caught up in the bit, I now had to watch this shit. So, yeah, um, so join me for a review of the very first Talkin' Shopamania. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get into this. So, this is directly after uh, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson got fired from WWE. And we start this off with Gallows, Anderson, and Rocky Romero uh, doing their shitty podcast remotely. Uh, Anderson is wearing a hot Asian wife shirt. Uh, like he must keep her chained in the basement because there's no way that that woman hasn't left his cheating ass at this point. I understand he's rich, okay, but uh, I don't know. Maybe he's got just a, a massive dick on him because there's got to be some reason why you keep letting this guy slide. 
Doc brought a bunch of idiots to his property to film this dumb shit. Now, this is, of course, still during the pandemic. Um, yeah. And Anderson says there is no disrespect intended. Sure. There's absolutely no disrespect to anyone intended here. Gotcha. Right off the gate, we get Anderson's hot uh, Asian wife hula hooping, and she threatens to show us her tits, but because this is this, we can't have anything fun, so we cut away before that happens. Romero and Anderson pull up to Gallo's mansion. That's right. And he makes a crack about the last mania he was at. He got fired right after, so he's a little nervous. Again, they pull up to Luke Gallo's mansion. Okay? And these guys continue to complain about the fact that they got fired. Teddy Long is here for some reason. He claims he is here just to get paid, motherfucker. Dave Panzer announces the three of them, and they welcome everyone to the show. And we pan out to see that they're just like a normal AEW show. There's nobody there watching. Chad Too Bad cuts a promo about being in charge now because this is still their whole we broke up thing. Yeah. Sex Ferguson gets challenged to a match and Ferguson claims that Chad let Paul Heyman ruin their careers. So no disrespect intended whatsoever. They're going to fight in a boner yard match. What am I doing with my life? Chad wheezes while he laughs, because that's his thing. And Sex, who was talking like The Undertaker, says you will rest in feces. Yeah. We then go to the social distancing battle royale. Even though it's called that, they don't do that. Jake Manning arrives, and he brings with him Freight Train. That's right. That dude. There is a dude with a bunch of pool noodles under his arms in the ring. Uh, There is Bryce Cannon, Frankie Coverdale, Lariato Man, Laser, Little Brian Knobs, Roman Roselli, Scotty Beach, Sergeant Hammerlock, And Brian Pillman Jr.? What? Okay, sure. Um, Again, during this, uh, Gallows and Anderson are on commentary because they do commentary for all the matches, and their style of commentary is to make fun of everything, uh, make fun of everyone that's in the ring or on the screen, and to not give any sort of actual real commentary. Roman is eliminated first by a freight train, then Little Knobs and some other idiot gets tossed. Jake Manning then gets tossed. Laser, who is dressed like the Hurricane, proceeds to dive to the outside and lands on top of all those guys that just got eliminated, but that also makes him eliminated. Heath Miller arrives dressed as Sting and claims that Laser is doing gimmick infringement. Get it? It's funny. Gallows says he hates imposters. Get it? Because he was fake 
Kane, whatever. Mike Bennett then runs in, but then immediately jumps back out and eliminates himself. Well, he lasted longer in the ring than his run in WWE did. Anderson says he would fuck Mike Bennett just to get at Maria. You know, it's the first thing I've agreed with you on. Pillman takes another idiot, and they ask, if Brian Pillman Jr. is in this match, why didn't he get an intro? Pillman, uh, Pillman, Pillman and Sergeant Hammerlock do actual wrestling before Hammerlock gets eliminated. It's, I guess, down to Pillman and Freight Train? But no, wait. Alex Kozlov arrives, because why the fuck not? Kozlov lights a cigarette and kicks Freight Train. And then outruns Kozlov's bearded mother. And she beats him up. And then bearded mother and Pillman eliminate Freight Train. Then Kozlov's bearded mother eliminates Brian Pillman Jr. And then Kozlov also gets eliminated by his bearded mother. And then Chico El Luchador arrives and stunners bearded mother and eliminates her. So the winner is Chico El Luchador, who didn't get into the match until 10 seconds ago. So let it be said, sure, I will, I will own up to this. Maybe it was racist of me to not realize that Rocky Romero was not on commentary the other time. It was Chavo Guerrero. Yeah. They hand Chico a title belt. I don't know what title belt it is, but they call it the Talk and Shopamania 24-7 title. Which apparently was on the line the entire time. Gallows then goes and talks to Alex Kozlov, who lost. Kozlov apparently was making his return to the ring, and he decided to do it on Talking Shopamania. I remember a time when Kozlov was actually like an, an aspiring young talent, and it was one of those like hot prospects that people were talking about like, oh man, if if WBF gives him a call and, and you know, he could really do something. Yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. He gets run off by his mother. Sex Ferguson drives up to Mike Bennett, who is selling him pills. <sighs> the guy with a painkiller addiction is making jokes about selling pills to somebody. <sighs> the next match is a contract on a tree match? Sure. Why not? It makes about as much sense as anything else does. Teddy walks up and tells Panzer this shit sucks. I agree. This match is between Frankie Coverdale and Paul Lee. Coverdale is already in the ring, and Paul Lee, who of course is their Ric Flair knockoff, drives up in a used Corvette with woo written on the windshield, and Lee doesn't park with the rest of the cars, he drives up onto the grass and parks it there. Lee then gets out in full Ric Flair gear, and he does his normal strutting like Ric Flair does, 
we see Maria Canellis is in a one-piece swimsuit, and she shakes her ass around, which was finally the most entertaining part of this. And then as Polly passes her, she's instead replaced by some fat chick in a swimsuit dancing, and Gallows has to call out that this is supposed to be a Shallow Hell reference. You know, a movie from 20 years ago. Polly gets upset that there is nobody there to watch him wrestle. Yep. This entrance goes on for way too long. This shit is like 10 minutes of Polly pretending to be Ric Flair, and it's not funny. Lee makes the ref remove his robe for him, and Lee's trunks say Rick. Lee struts around the ring. Coverdale tries to shake Lee's hand, but he refuses. Coverdale gets whipped outside, and then continues to just walk off into the distance. Anderson says this is not what they told him to do. He keeps walking away, and we cut away to something else. Chico complains about winning the title in the worst promotion in the world, and we hear a gunshot go off, and we see that Hernandez was trying to shoot him, but he missed. Chico challenges Chavo to a match for the belt later. Back on the grass, that's about it, and Lee has Coverdale in a headlock. Gallows says Coverdale, or asks Coverdale if he gives up, and he just makes a noise. And we cut away again. George North versus Stump Kalowski in a hardcore match is next. So Stump Kalowski is a little person, and he hits North with the worst gimmicked 2x4 I've ever seen. And then North gets him in a headlock, and they also walk off into the grass. Just because they call this wrestling doesn't mean it's wrestling. Just like how it's called KY Jelly, but you're not going to put it on a peanut butter sandwich. Rock and Roll Express are poolside watching the match as then they fast forward North dragging Stump around Gallo's house and they go upstairs to find Brian Myers playing with vintage Hasbro wrestling figures with two teenagers. One of them, who I think they call Brush Boy, kicks North down and Stump pins him and wins. Whew. Outside, Scott Demore arrives. Gallo says he doesn't need Chad too bad, he needs to get paid twice as much, and Demore tells him to go fuck himself. I don't like Scott Demore because he is such a self mark. But, yeah. And plus, he's not that good of a booker. Teddy Long gets introed and he comes to the ring. Long asks for his money, and Panzer also says he needs to get paid. We bring out the 80s Russians, Alexander Kolov and Neil Kolov, which are apparently the sons of Nikolai Kolov. Whatever his fucking name is. I don't fucking care. They are facing the Jungle Kittens, Kevin Kaufman and Lex Lee. I think they're actually called the Jungle Killers, but then here they call them the Jungle Kittens, because it's funny. 
All four just attack each other before the kittens do a dual 10 punch spot. And then the Koloffs then hit a Spine Buster and a Knee Drop. And then they clothesline one of the kittens down for the win. But wait, we're not done. Panzer gets interrupted by Long again, and Long calls the tag team's bitches. Then Lodi arrives. You guys remember Lodi, right? He has a sign that says, The Flock World Tour 2020. And he turns it over and says, Yes, we are still alive. Out comes Sick Boy behind him. And let me just say, Lodi is fucking jacked. So then Ron Reese arrives, haphazardly dressed as the Yeti. Now, if you don't remember, Ron Reese uh, was a member of the flock, uh, known as Reese, and he also was the guy that portrayed the Yeti. So Lodi tells him that's the wrong fucking gimmick, and Reese walks off, and then he comes back out without the Yeti outfit on, and now he's dressed as Reese. The flock then go and beat the shit out of the Russians and the kittens. Then D'Lo Brown arrives. What's the opposite of jacked? That's D'Lo. He hits a low down on Lodi. Ah, that was fun. Then Rhino arrives and gores D'Lo, then gores one of the Russians. Uh, then Brian Pillman Jr. runs out and he hits a springboard clothesline on the kittens. Then he takes out the Russians. And then something called Rim Job arrives. What is my life? He just walks around. Then Chavo arrives riding Pepe, the fake horse. And then he hits Rimjob with it. Chavo then frog splashes Rimjob. Willie Mac comes out and they call him Cold Stone Willie Mac. He hits stunners on everyone. And then Chavo hits the three amigos on one of the kittens. And then he slaps hands with Mac. And Carl Anderson gets up from his seat and gives both of them beers so that Cold Stone Willie Mac can chug the beers and then stunner Chavo. And then everyone attempts to do bad Stone Cold Steve Austin impressions. Yay. That was so fun. Chad Too Bad then talks to Demore. He says, I'm not Chad Too Bad, I'm Anderson. And I want a singles run. Fuck Doc Gallows. Rory Fox arrives. Gallo says, look at the deck on Fox. Then Anderson says, when Fox gets his trunks ripped off later, he was told not to wear anything underneath him. And then he calls out the fact that he just ruined the surprise that they're going to rip Rory Fox's trunks off. In case you forgot, um, Rory Fox did a, uh, a jobber match against Zack Ryder. And Ryder grabs him by the trunks to pull him into the turnbuckle and winds up tearing his trunks off and letting everyone see his dick. Fox grabs a mic and calls out Matt Cardona. He says that Cardona ripped his trunks off in the years in the ring years ago and ruined his career. So then Brian Myers arrives. Myers calls Fox a stupid fucking never was, and Cardona couldn't be here, so instead Swaggle will face Fox. Swaggle arrives dressed as Ryder. They call him Swaggle Ryder, but his nameplate says Swaggle Dona. Swaggle stomps on Fox, then tweaks his nips and bites his ass. 
this is something I had to text, or that I had to commit to a text file. Swaggle tries to rip Fox's trunks off, but he can't. Myers hits a boring line, then helps Swaggle hit the Rough Rider on Fox for the win. And then they rip Fox's trunks off, and he has a thong on, because of course he does, and then he runs off into the woods. with Lee and Coverdale and they're still doing the headlock spot. This is now a running gig throughout the show. Chico starts lifting a weight bar with no weights on it and then Chavo sneaks in to spot him and he holds the bar down on top of Chico but Chico fights out. Then a ref arrives. They fight for a bit before Chavo claims Chico is retaining water and locks him in a sauna. This is why nobody wants to hire you Chavo. Chico gets out, and Chavo keeps claiming he must be on the gas. I don't know that this must be some joke between the two of them. Chico hits him with an ab roller. They both salute Eddie, and then Chavo pins Chico to win the belt. Chavo walks away, and Chad walks up to him to give him a beer. And then he hits Chavo with the belt and pins him to win the belt back. Not back. He wins it for the first time. Out comes Enzo. You remember Enzo, right? Enzo Mori. Now he's just three letters. Enzo says Gallows is going to go broke with the shit. He says there was a dildo in the mud and he's never seen Gallows so happy. And he says he probably just gave away the main event, but he doesn't care. Then he fucks off. The fat chick is dancing again with Lee and Coverdale are still in the headlock. Someone dressed like Elvis arrives to take them out. Then Hawkins arrives dressed like Elvis to take him out. Then Heath arrives just like Elvis to take him out. What did I just say? I, I feel like I'm having a stroke, even though I watched that and I, I remember typing it. It still feels like a fever dream that three guys dressed as Elvis fought each other. It's time for the main event, apparently. Chad arrives in a limo and in a casket, which the druids then drop onto the ground. Uh, that dude that does their theme song is playing guitar and singing Sex Ferguson the match. Chad grabs Sex as he arrives and they start fighting. Air Paris makes a cameo for no fucking reason. Chad yells that Sex is working stiff and Sex says he never learned how to work. Sex then rubs his ass on Chad's face. So Chad low blows him. Chad says this is why New York fired them. Mike Bennett runs up and gives a bunch of pills to Sex. He yells, don't tell my wife, before running away. <sighs> yeah. Behind Chad is a fake severed arm wearing an AJ Styles glove on it. And Chad says, Uncle Alan, why didn't you save us in New York? I know you tried, that's why you switched shows. Hilarious. Rory Fox runs up and screams that he got his trunks ripped off again. Chad gets chucked into the limo but ducks out of the way of Sex's punch. Sex grabs the arm of Styles and jerks himself off with it. Maria walks up, and Chad dances with her to recreate their New Japan moment. 
then he gets hit in the back with Dejustel's arm. Maria yells, I'm a mother now. I have two babies. What am I even doing here? And then she walks off. Yep. Rock and Roll Express walk up. Yep. They call the Goodlands jobless sons of bitches, and then say they're going to go to the gimmick table. The druids arrive again, and Chad and Sex take them out. They dance before Chad kicks Sex in the dick. Enzo walks up, and the Rock and Roll Express have set up an autograph table. They say, normally they're $10, but for you, they're 20 or 2 for $50. Ferguson then kicks Enzo, and he falls onto the merch table, and the Rock and Roll Express fuck off. Next up in random people showing up on this show, Johnny fucking Swinger. I can't fucking escape this dick cheese. Sex tries to pin Chad, but I don't think that that's the way that the match is supposed to end. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a buried alive match. Chavo chases Chico with a giant plastic knife. Samoran <sighs> so stands up out of the grave and makes an Ewok noise at them. And Chad hits him. I don't know who this is. I don't care to look up who it is. I don't give a fuck at all. They both then get up on top of the little and Sex pushes him up for a tombstone, but Chad farts in his face. Then we flash back to September of 2019. And we see Gallows and Anderson walking through the hall, claiming that they're going to sign a big contract to go and work for AEW. We see Matt and Nick Jackson, and they say, damn, it's good to be millionaires, because they're cunts. And, uh, yeah. Then they let the good cunts in. Matt airdrops contracts to them, and Gallows and Anderson say that the Pauls made them a really good offer to them, but they're going to sign with AEW. Matt says it's not like there's going to be a worldwide pandemic or anything that would make WWE fire them, so they should sign with AEW. The Pauls then offer them a six-figure deal in front of the Bucks, so they say they need to sign with New York. And then the Bucks super kick them. Get it? Matt says, What do you bet they're going to wind up in TNA anyways? Even in this. <laughs> even in this thing from 2020. AEW was taking shots at Impact. And Impact still agreed to let them fuck up their whole promotion. Back in the boneyard and Chad chucks sex off the limo. Ugh, it just made me sick saying that. He does a terrible laugh, and then Chad drags him over the grave to bury him. Chad hits him in the face with a plastic tombstone and laughs again, and he starts to bury sex. Chad raises the belt and leaves on an ATV. Sex then climbs out of the grave with a Jason mask on and says, let the torture begin. Mercifully, this shit is over. Oh my god. What did I just watch? <sighs> you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I don't know. It, it's hard to say which one was worse. They were both terrible. I would say... Probably the second one was worse, just because, at least this one, I feel like there was still a little bit of restraint on things. 
and the second one is so much just like non-stop dick and ball jokes or at least this one had like some periods of not making jokes about coming or eating ass or anything like that so I guess there's that so I'm hoping that this makes amends um, and then I don't have to do anything more than the the second part of this shit um, which I I hope I will have done next week because I don't know how much more my time I want to devote to this because that was terrible um, yeah so uh, I guess stay tuned for more of my terrible life decisions coming back to haunt me uh, I'm, I'm very happy that you guys got to sit here and contemplate the mistakes I've made with my life to end up having to watch this shit but uh, there'll be another one of these probably before next week so uh, thank you for listening to this I guess sorry Jason bye bye